0: So yeah, so, I walked guy. in just now, and there's this fierce debate going on um, about what is country music. And if you all know anything about me, this is Brad. I love country music. However, there's two different definitions of country music. Like, there's the mass popular opinion of what is country, which is country radio. And then there's the, the real definition of country music, which I would say, in this day and age, is uh, like a Tower Childers... Sturgill Simpson yeah, Chris Stapleton yep, like I, you yep, know yep. Yeah, I, so, I agree with all and, of them. and then it goes down from there of like people that if we keep talking about a lot of people won't know but I entered this the room and
1: uh you guys are arguing about what? Is it Luke Combs? So, no, no, Morgan Wallen and Hardy. Uh, I'm being told are not country. They're, not. I, they're tractor app. He pop. was no. duck hunting at the same time we were. What does that have to do that with happens. that being country music? He hunts. He M&M fishes. He drinks. He wears boots. There's all kinds of artists and all kinds of it. genres that hunt. And his music sounds country. Like what? What define the country sound?
0: Well, if I dress somebody up in camo, are they a hunter? Uh, no. Okay.
2: If Eminem sang about shooting and hunting and.
1: Vision. He, he does see about shit. Yes. <laughs> is he kind. a hunter,
2: or I mean, is he a country music?
1: Star? No, I think there's a sound as well for sure. Erica like, just wrote a Luke Bryan song right there. Yeah, I don't like Luke Bryan. I, uh, will I say Actually, that. and I do like. Fishing. For the record, I really like old country as well. I'm just saying, like, I, it's all country under an umbrella. There may be I mean, subgenres. I'll give
0: you. I'll give you that. That it's all like uh, the, the radio is going to form it all in the country. It's going to throw it on there as a genre. Yeah. But like. Pop country is not what I think is real country music. It's but it's pop. still under the It's like, like
1: Florida Georgia Line. I don't enjoy it, but I would say they're still country. No. Florida Georgia no, Line is God at all. effing awful. I don't like, like them, but I, I would I say would they're country. Say it, like, they, they, are, they unfortunately are
0: in a country, but I would put them in a like, – I like what you said, the umbrella. Okay. And then we have like 12 subdivisions of pop. You, you just keep getting worse and worse <laughs> as this tree goes down. And then down in the seventh layer of hell is Florida Georgia Line. <laughs> Fair enough.
1: If I mean, you like Florida Georgia line and you're
0: listening to this and you want to come at me, I will go at yeah, this all time. Go I don't care. They're <laughs> <Is this> so <laughs> <laughs> freaking bad. It's the seventh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the seventh
3: <laughs> layer of hell, the frozen layer in Dante's Inferno. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't remember. Souls. I can't remember the all the rings. Layer. I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of rings of hell. <laughs> yeah.
2: Country music is in today's world the intro into pop. Taylor Swift, she started in country music. She played a guitar. She was country for a very hot minute, but now they still play her music on country radio because she started there. doesn't mean it's country music. Same with Carrie Underwood. Carrie Underwood is not country music, okay? Yeah,
1: girl artists aren't She's country. She's <laughs> <Whoa, whoa,
2: whoa. laughs> Oh, my God!
0: So I'm actually, just kidding. Okay, I'm just kidding. I would actually <laughs> argue... I uh, I mean, a lot of the, the female artists uh, are the real lyricists of country music, and it's always not... I mean... To me, they've always had a little bit more substance to their music, whereas guys, like I don't care what you say, going back to all of them, uh, as old back, far back as you want to go, there's a whole lot of boots, beer, and yeah, l- the woods. It's a common theme, for sure. Yeah, it's like, that's always been there. And Mama. And Mama. And Mama. Yeah. Mama
3: tried. Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. the David Allen Coe song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Call me by my name.
1: Yeah. You like, didn't mention trains? You, you didn't me. mention Mama? <laughs> Yeah. Trains, you didn't mention trucks. pickup trucks? Yeah. <laughs> I'm all right with where this landed. More prison. I can get on board with, with <laughs> yeah, where everything like, like is. I was a little hot and bothered before the show started. but I mean. Okay. I'm I, glad that uh, you knew you were in the wrong when we started. I wouldn't say I'm in I the don't, wrong.
2: I don't think he's. still knows. I don't knows, think I'm in the wrong. Yeah. We'll let
1: I, like I, don't, what I, you, I, I think if you met Morgan Wallen, would be like, that's a country fella. I mean. I he's I think a country he's, guy. I think
0: he's a uh, See, this is where Erica's not wrong, though, is like, there's a lot of uh, people that capitalize on the c- pop country genre, mm-hmm. and they come in, and they write the same six songs over
1: and over again. I'd say he's one of the better new writers out. He's, he's I, a pretty good writer. There's a lot of better artists out there that you are not listening
2: to. Yeah. <laughs> listen, I, I listen to
1: I'm, a lot of artists, man. I'm, I'm,
2: I like Morgan Wallen. I like a few of his songs.
1: Yeah. He's good. He's
2: yeah. not country.
0: His Outlaws album is not very- outlaw. It's not outlaw. I haven't listened to it, but I can just tell hey. you Morgan Wallen's not outlaw music. Yeah, that's the name of the album. I know. I know. I'm just saying. Oh, okay. I'm I saying was... he misbranded it. Oh, but okay. see, that's the other thing <laughs> now. <whatever. laughs> now <that> people, <laughs> but now people are trying to ride on the Sturgill Simpson coattails and be outlaw, or they're trying to do the. Or, red, I said red... outlaw. It's dangerous. You don't even know the name oh. of your favorite. Outlaw oh, album. No. Gosh.
2: Morgan Wallen. I was thinking of Eric Church. Okay. Brayden is sorry. Eric Church.
0: Eric Church is uh, more on the the right side of country than than. Like Agreed. He's a
2: also a lot of rock and roll.
0: Yeah. And so is Eric Hardy. Hardy is like metal and country. I liked Derek Church as a person until he canceled a concert last year for a basketball game.
2: Oh, but it was Duke in I North Carolina. I don't care, man.
0: Like the people paid. They bought hotel rooms, all that stuff like that. That's a that's sick true. move. That, that is like true. I was very disappointed to see that you would treat your fans like that. Mm-hmm. So when Eric Church hears this on our right. podcast <laughs> and you want to come at me.
2: First of I, all, Eric Church, log the show on Go Wild. That's right. Yeah. If you
0: could, uh, <laughs> download gowild.com. <laughs> that's a good jingle. You've been working on that? I, it just came to me. It's uh, not country, uh, though. You're going to have to work on it's, this. Well, no, it's it's like, like it country. was pop country, <laughs> pop country which, <laughs> which is its own genre. So yeah. anyways. All right. Well that was good. Uh what'd you guys do this weekend? Erica, what'd you do?
2: Oh, I didn't do anything. Okay. Like nothing cool. at all? Good um stories. like we celebrated fifteen birthdays. That's in right, you two were talking days. about that. Yeah.
0: yeah. So that's nice. That. Super fun. Yeah. The pressure of um when you when you have kids that like like my son is at the, the one of the younger in his class, so by the time it gets to us to pick a birthday place. Mm. All the good ones are taken. Like, we already mm. did that thing. Yeah. Like, this is a problem nobody talks about. Hmm. But really, if you're like one of the younger kids in the class, I'm like, but now, because now they all want to do the group birthdays. Used to, I can get away with a oh. family birthday party, but now the kids all invite each other to yep. the parties. Mm.
2: It started. And
0: uh, yeah, it started. So uh, I end up, everybody else goes the cheaper route. And then the only options left are like the places where I end up like looking at a $500 bill oh on my kid's Yeah, dude, it's crazy. <laughs> like some of these places are like, yeah, it's uh it's it's this much to rent the room and then it's this much per person and then you pay a fee this much per person. I'm like, just tell me how much it is. Yeah. So, anyways, it's I'm just better. saying Nobody's talking about this problem.
2: <laughs> we should invent an app for this. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Just this one very micro-niche problem that only appeals to, you know, like 30% of parents mm-hmm. that pay for birthday parties, which is not many. Yeah. Okay, anyways, uh, I I don't think I did anything. I, I My wife worked all weekend, so.
1: Yeah, and I you all did a, your shot wrap-up already. Yeah, so we did a, a shot wrap-up okay. on
0: Friday, so I'll spare uh, talking about that. I mean, yeah. I think we... We dove pretty deep. Is this, that's going to launch before this show, right? Yeah. So, because I'm kind of, we normally are like every Monday, Mm -hmm. but we wanted to do a shot wrap up. So we did that on Friday while it was fresh. Um, And then my body has like all weekend tried to adjust. I didn't think I was thrown off. I thought I was doing pretty good. Chris even uh, was copied on an email I wrote and he's like, I don't know how you can function today because I wrote this big paragraph email to somebody. And, uh, but. It caught up to me on Saturday. I don't know. It's just like all of a sudden, all the jet lag and the time shift and the lack of sleep and talking s- to everybody s- for the entire day. Oh, well, staying up in the casino until like I was literally texting people in Kentucky that had woken up and I was still awake in Vegas. Yeah, so that we was us. That to Jacob. was us. Oh yeah, yeah. Jacob <laughs> told me he's like I'm texting Braden right now. They just woke up, and I'm like I'm texting an investor. Well, uh, it was like three. Yeah, time, we were waking up at like 3:30 where we were a.m. So oh, we were just getting rolling then. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. what was that like? Uh, we went three more. hours hours after that yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah it wasn't i i I want to clarify like we weren't it wasn't a drunk crazy party there was a woman that offered us cocaine oh that's Uh, cool yeah she just was like walking through this casino subtly offering it around she did offer it to zach so zach is the one that apparently looked he looks like he does yeah Yeah. (laughs) so but anyways i was mostly just uh adjusting catching up on work and Nothing exciting. Um, I heard you guys did some stuff though. Yeah, we had, did. A we had a good two. time.
3: Um, I guess. Yeah, we we have a bit of a story, so I guess we can
1: talk. This um. is your first duck
3: hunt. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was a cool first intro into duck hunting. Definitely like a uh, not a true intro to duck hunting as far as like the struggle to get out and all that stuff well, from no, what I've heard. But
3: no, I I would argue I would say that it was definitely a true intro to duck hunting. Just we probably drew some of the easier the the two like spots access. we hunted those two days we had fairly easy access yeah. we were in a decent enough area as bad as good as it gets in this state at least yeah. um, I'm sure there's guys that got like some spots that are better but
1: but it can definitely be a lot harder I guess yeah. is what I'm saying yeah yeah no it was it was super cool though um, to get out there we hung out with we got dinner with a go wild member uh, our mm-hmm. boy Dane Myers. Uh, oh you met oh. Dane yeah, yeah. yeah. Dane, dude
0: Dane's one of the OGs yeah 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 before That's what the he said. platform
1: he, even started He beta tested yeah from what, what I understand yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was in
0: he was one of the first 100 people on the platform uh, met him through Instagram when we started posting. Yeah. You know, we we started that Instagram account, and that was back... Dude, Instagram was just exploding still Mm. in 2016, Mm -hmm. and... I think we added like ten thousand followers in like ninety days or something, wow. and and Jeez. Dane saw what we were posting about and trying to build. Yeah, and I got to talking with him, and he he was one of the beta testers. Did yeah. you beta test or did you download? No. Okay, no. Yeah. He's like
1: he said his account was created like September twenty seventeen, which that I think was that's launched. Like uh, well, that's
0: what it's probably dated at. If he beta tested. Uh, so yeah, even my something. account, even my account says September, 2017, my yeah. account was created that summer. Right. So right. Dane, Dane probably was like, we just, I remember it's kind of funny. Like, you know how things are decided here? <laughs> like Chris is like, what do you think of this? And I'm like, yeah, just do it. So yeah. uh, when we rolled the beta testers over, uh, there was, or, or when we launched that date, it was actually the date on your profile came way later. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> and I remember Chris asking me, him? uh, yeah. Chris asked me, he's like, what should we do with all these people that were in the app technically before it launched? It was like, everybody goes in at launch date. September 27th. That was it. So <laughs> I, if Dane was in at beta testing, he would have been, we rolled that out in June or July of that year. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then we tested, uh, I remember one of the, I'm a, y'all can tell your story in a second, but yeah. one of the funnier things about that test, the beta test, we, uh, I don't remember, something weird happened with the trail mix. And in the 11th hour, and I mean like an hour before we rolled out, the entire to a hundred people. And this was like Jen Danella. This was Jeremiah Dowdy. We had uh this was uh, Daniel Pruitt. Mm-hmm. Like there was some big like people that would go on to become, you know, Daniel's like years from working at Meat Eater. Yeah. Um this is not before Jeremiah yeah Jer- probably like Jeremiah's grown quite a bit then. Jennifer Danella, she was on booths at Shot Show mm-hmm. or at ATA. I saw her picture like yeah. on a booth. Um But it was kind of funny. The trail mix was hot garbage. I don't like some for some reason, Chris had built it to where it was super like we were just throwing content in there. Mm -hmm. And it was like if one new post hit a trail, you would see all the other posts in that trail under it no matter what. Like we just just didn't have content to test. So it it was like one of those things that just rolled out. So I remember going to Chris like literally right before we launched this thing. I was like, "Uh, this is confusing. And he's like, yeah, I'll fix it. And then we just, like, totally scrapped the trail mix and Dang. launched a few hours later. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's just so different from how That's things cool. run now. Like, they go through a proper testing system. And, yeah, right. Yeah. Or at least more proper. Anyways, did y'all, y'all kill
1: some ducks or something? We did. We, <laughs> kill, we, kill, <laughs> we,
3: did. we killed some.
1: Not, not as much so as ma- i like, You got dinner well, with Dane, though. Yeah, we did. And I got to make an announcement. Uh, I asked Derek exactly how many ducks he thought we were going to shoot on this trip uh, mm-hmm. for the last show that we did. And he said two ducks in the dudes a fortune teller he was bang on two ducks i was like oh total, you're being too modest total. buddy mm. <laughs> we'll, we'll <laughs> he like, lower your expectations <laughs> derek
2: did not want to do the prediction though because no. he said it jinxed it so maybe by you yeah,
1: having, maybe it became Star prophecy with. maybe yeah, yeah that you could jinxed been my fault. it yeah yeah
2: and y'all could have gotten like 25 which is yeah. probably over some type of limit uh,
1: yeah that would have been like four times oh. <laughs> the best day that was out there but that's okay. 24 or 25 would
3: have been one over a four man limit Mm. but that's just for one day we didn't have to worry about that we didn't have to worry (laughs) about that so how did these days play out well okay let me let me tell a little bit more of the story so this is i'm not gonna like spot burn or anything, but anyone and I said this in the last episode we did, like anyone that knows anything about waterfowl hunting in this state can very easily find out where we were. But I just don't want to say what it was. But it's public land, it's WMA in western Kentucky and it operates on a quota. So or like a it's it's a draw basically. So every year you have to enter and if you don't draw then you get a point or if you draw then you get dates to go hunt out there. And the way that it works is when you get drawn you get two days. So a group of us was a group of 4 then it dropped to a group of 3 and now Bradens in the group so he's back to the group of 4 um for years we've been putting in and I've hunted there before no one else in this group though has hunted there and one of the guys in our group drew this year so we got our two dates they were I want to go ahead and say now they were later in the duck season than I wanted us to go I wanted to go earlier in the season but you get what you get and you don't um, pitch a fit yeah so have titty, said the kitty, but the milk's still good. <laughs> oh, my God. You got, you got one? <laughs> uh, no. Nope, nope. Okay. Yep, so that's what we got. Um, so we drove, down, It's we, we stayed in Paducah. Um, we have two consecutive days to hunt, and the way that it works is in the morning, the WMA office opens at 4.30 in the morning, and you got to be there at 4.30. If you're not there within a window or whatever, you forfeit your spot. Um, so we were up. The story's getting Ernie really excited. Yeah. yeah. He's, yeah. He's, hey, he wants the, Ernie's keep. my dog
0: for anybody that doesn't understand what's going on. I should have kicked him out of here for the show, but. Ernie uh, wants to be a bird. His dog. tail is yeah, nailing yeah. the table. I just figured I'd bring him in today since I was gone for a week, and he's like probably been shunned to the basement the whole time. <laughs> We're Sorry, happy to quota. have him. No, you're good. So, just, I wanted to clarify for anybody that hears the weird sounds in the background. Yeah. He's, he's just excited. Yeah.
2: Derek's tail is wagging. Yeah. <laughs> i <about>
3: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so anyways, four thirties is check-in. We are up at basically 3.30 the two mornings, and so that's why, you know, we were texting you guys in Vegas still. Um, get ready. Drove out there at the WMA office. Um, the night before, I, would like, poured into Onyx and satellite maps and was looking at other stuff that like Kentucky Fish and Wildlife, puts out for this WMA and was trying to find, you know, the spot that we wanted to hunt. And so this WMA is broken into all these different units. There's like over a hundred of them. And when you go there in the morning, they have a list of like, Hey, these areas are open this morning. And then they do a random draw. You get a number they draw your number. You say, I want this spot. When you get that spot, it's off
1: the board. No one else can go hunt there.
2: You have to do that that morning before you mm-hmm. even go yeah. and get mm-hmm. it set up.
1: So, like, so, Derek wasn't picking, like, we're going to go here. He was, like, making a list of priorities. of yeah. like yeah. I was like, yeah. if this, this gets drawn. Drawing.
0: It's like fantasy duck hunting. Kind of. A little of
1: bit, yeah. And I was like, this is the first spot I really want to hunt.
3: Here's the second spot and just down the list. And the first day, we actually got the first spot that I wanted to hunt. Um, and I really wholeheartedly believe that that spot, if it was earlier in the season, Or we just had, you know, new ducks in the area would have been a really good spot. But what's been going on here for the last week or so is the weather's been pretty tame. We've been above freezing. I think the ducks that are in this area have been in this area for a while, and they're getting very decoy and call shy, Mm -hmm. and they're getting really used to where hunters are and where it's safe for them. And this spot is kind of smack dab in between. The Ohio River and then part of the WMA that is Refuge, so you can't hunt there. And there's, like, this little sliver right in the middle, Mm -hmm. and that's where we were. And So there's a lot of places they can go elsewhere. Yeah, and all morning it was – and after I say this, I want to, like, ask Braden just his thoughts on the first day. But all morning for me – I'm not going to say I'm a seasoned duck hunter, but, like, I kind of know what I'm doing – And to me, they just, they knew. More than Braden. Yeah. (laughs) That's not saying a whole lot. (laughs) Still. All day, we just watched birds fly over us. And I think it's just because they knew exactly where they wanted to be. They were coming up off the roost and then they were just going to the refuge. And Uh. there was no way that we were going to be able to call them down. I mean, we tried. We had a couple groups kind of look at us. Um, Another part, too, though, is this area that we were hunting. There was water in it, but not a lot of water. And we, you want a lot of water, mm-hmm. so the ducks have somewhere to land. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of how the first day went. I was going to ask Braden how, like, your first impressions of your first day duck hunting. Just day one, don't.
1: Yeah, day one, um, it was cool to, like – I had just got, like, all my gear and stuff, so, like, learning how to, like, pack in with all that water, I'm not used to, like, even mm-hmm. fly fishing and stuff is kind of different. Like, using the waders and actually, like, slogging through a bunch of muck, carrying decoy bags and, like, doing that. We didn't go far, but, like, no. getting a little taste of what that's like and seeing, like, oh, this is, like, what duck hunting territory looks like. You know, it looks kind of like, it looked a lot like the videos, like, that I'd watched on YouTube and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, got to hang out in a stand-up blind, which was cool, um, found out. You know, like, I was wearing the wrong hat. I had a big white patch on the front. (laughs) Um, So it it was just, like, it was a bunch of learning, like, listening to him and his two buddies, you know, talk terminology back and forth and, hey, go put the decoys over here. Oh, hey, we had those fly over and they, you know, they didn't give us a look. We're going to go – or they gave us a look and they went somewhere else. We're going to go pull some decoys and, like, listening to them talk about the strategy and cycling through calls and all that type of stuff. It was just – I was – super interested the whole time. Cause it's just completely new to me. Um, saw tons of geese, saw tons of yeah. ducks, started asking questions about like, okay, that just flew by. What was that? And started to learn like, okay, I'm now identifying like that was a mallard. That was this, whatever. Mm-hmm. Learned about chiches, <laughs> anything that anything that we're not hunting. So a
2: Mexican restaurant. No,
1: <laughs> no, this is a. So a crow is a chichi. Oh. Uh,
2: yeah,
3: the it, me and my duck hunting buddies in our world. I'm sure every group has another name for this, but any anything that's not a bird that we can hunt is a chichi. Oh, this you know, isn't just, a common. Yeah, well, I mean, every duck hunting group they have their own things or whatever. They have their okay. own little language and terminologies and okay. all that yeah. um I, i've hunted with other groups of guys before and they'll call them like tweety birds or those are yeah. tweeties or something mm. like that but yeah. yeah any anything we can't hunt it's a chi so yeah. it's like hey what's that out there it's chi don't worry about it yeah, like, yeah. don't okay. pay attention to them basically. so
2: did it you were worried um last week about being able to identify what you could shoot because you know things were probably going to happen fast yeah. and you didn't want to shoot the wrong thing yeah did that become more clear as the as the days went on
1: um i kind of like mallards are like a little bit easier to key in on but basically i mean hunting with Derek and these other guys like it's it's not like one guy stands up to shoot one bird it's like we all stand up and i'm basically paying attention to what they're shooting at and what i was afraid of is like you listen to them talk about how like your bag like you can have a certain number of this, 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 mm. this in your bag. And I was like, man, what if I accidentally shoot one more than I'm allowed? And da 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 And ended up not being a problem. We and were I, nowhere yeah. near our bag. I was and like, don't worry about that. That's not going to be yeah. a problem. Even yeah. if we have a really
3: good day, like, yeah. it's just probably not going to be a problem. But
1: I basically just, like, found out that there's time to listen to Derek or whoever, like, else was with us to say, you know, hey, you know, shoot that. Or here comes two of these that you are allowed to shoot. And you can, you know, it's, it's a lot less like deer hunting where you – Sorry. Oh. It, was, had, it was distracting me. Yeah. It's a lot Giant like, hair hanging off <laughs> your face. It's a lot less like deer hunting where you're like real quiet and you're talking to each other like mm-hmm. this and everything is very still until the exact moment. It's like, okay, here comes a couple
3: birds. Get ready. Shoot. You yeah. know, like. Yeah, like at one point, like Quentin and Bardo were sitting there talking on day two. Oh, yeah. And they're just like sitting there talking while I'm working these birds and they the birds turned and actually started coming and getting closer to us. And at that point I was like, yeah. Okay guys, I was like, Shut up. Like now I need you to be quiet. He was like wah, 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 wah. Shut up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Can you move around like they don't care? Uh, or I guess when they get close.
3: When they get close, especially with where we were hunting and you know, we're hunting these flooded Milo and cornfields and blinds that are kinda open on the top. Like when they start getting close you don't want to move. There are times in duck hunting or just waterfowl hunting as a whole where movement's actually good. Mm-hmm. Um I even kind of mentioned it that second morning, which yeah. we'll get into that here in a minute. But there was one point the second morning where I, I was about to start like splashing water with my foot and kicking because I was hoping that that was going to attract, bring the ducks to us. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, if you're hunting like flooded timber, that's another time where like movement is very good. You want to be splashing around and moving in the water. Cause, Cause the ducks, ducks will just that. see that the splashing. Um, wow. But yeah, so yeah. that was day one and we hiked out of there. Unfortunately, no birds. We didn't even shoot that day, which kind of made me feel good. Um, we, you, when you're done, you have to go back to the the check-in station at the refuge or at the WMA office, and you have to fill out an information card and submit it to them. And that's just how they keep track of how many birds were harvested. Um, you know, how, how many shots, were how taken. many shots were taken that day. It's a very well managed WMA for waterfowl. Um, so we went back there and filled that out, but when you do that, you actually have to drive over a little bridge and there's refuge that you're driving over on that bridge. And when we drove over, there was... Quite a few ducks out in the refuge, but not the amount of ducks that you'd be looking for to know, like, hey, there's a lot of ducks in the area. There, we saw maybe a 200 ducks out in the water in the refuge. Not yeah. a ton. And we've seen pictures of that thing being like chock full, like no room. One of the other times to swim. One of the other times I hunted out there, we drove over and it was earlier in the season. We drove over that bridge and then I don't know how ducks were still landing in that water, but yeah. they were. I mean, there was just ducks everywhere. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, went back to the office, filled all all that information and then drove back into Paducah, um, hung out in the hotel a little bit that night, got cleaned up showers, everything like that. And then that's when we went out to supper that night with Dane. And, um, so a little bit on Dane too. Like I've met Dane a couple times now, me and him have been buddies for a couple of years. He's kind of been, he's taught me a lot when it comes to waterfowl hunting. Cause again, like I, I've Dane's done it. a G he is, he's done it his whole life. He knows it very well um i've only been doing it for four or five years now roughly i've still got a lot to learn and anytime i have a question about anything like dane's the first guy i go to especially since he's local ish he's in kentucky at least um so we got supper with him i kind of picked his brain a little bit more at supper about like hey this is what we saw today this is what we did you know traded some stories um Next morning, same thing. Up at three thirty. Actually, woke up a little earlier that morning. Uh, <laughs> we overachieved. Yeah, we woke up a little earlier that morning because we had to check out of the hotel that morning too. So there's just the you know getting mm. all of our stuff in vehicles and out and everything like that. And then I looked at my watch and we we're getting ready to leave. I'm like, guys, we're like half hour ahead of schedule. So Braden's <laughs> like, well, let's go to McDonald's because if anyone knows Braden, <laughs> I said McDonald's. Yeah, McDaniels. <laughs> <low>. Yeah, <laughs> if anyone knows Brayden, he loves McDaniels. So we're like halfway there, and then I like, it dawns on me, I'm like, has anyone thought to look if they're even open That's necessarily? So Turns they out were. <laughs> they're not. They the were clown not. was still sleeping. <laughs> yeah. So then we were like, oh, let's go to a gas station, and then they hopefully have some good food. Well, they didn't have food, so then oh. we ended up at another gas station, and we got Reese's Cups and, you know, Dr. Peppers. And that was mm. our breakfast that morning. There's but no
2: way I'm going go to go to eat a gas station food before i go on a hunt like i just feel like it would be a that's what you said mcdonald's and
0: i'm like i feel like uh
2: like you're just asking for
0: yeah you talk about not sitting still i'm gonna be going out to the (laughs) i'm I'm well conditioned for it i don't have any
1: issues
2: what do you okay so like when you're waiting in in the water and stuff and you have to poop like do you just poop in the water
1: i mean if you really gotta go an aqua
3: dump yeah (laughs) and then it's like floating
2: around with your friends No. <laughs> you should much. avoid that if you can. Yeah,
3: I'm not going to do it. I'm, I've never yeah, I've never done that. Mm. I'm not I saying that there's never going to be a time, but About that. Yeah, no. Okay. So back at the WMA office, <laughs> we find ourselves <laughs> um again, I have a list of spots that I want to hunt and we I think ended up drawing our second spot that day. Oh. Um cuz the the Different first spot, spot.
0: Is it a different spot than
1: the yeah, one?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, the one that we hunted the day before, they closed. Again. Yeah, they did. Yeah, and I think they were kind of looking for a group to go out there and not get anything for them to close it, honestly, because if you looked at the the harvest reports from that spot for, like, the week or two prior, it was just tapering off. Mm-hmm. Is Proud just, to be of service
1: and not shoot ducks. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Is that just
0: to give the birds a break there? Mm-hmm. Give yeah. the area a spot. Like, but, so the they'll the open it back up. After yeah. a period of and time there, and
3: there's a lot of factors that i think go into it i honestly couldn't tell you for sure but i think water levels has a lot to do with it and yeah. just how much pressure that spot has gotten um so that spot was closed the spot that we had hunted the first day they'd closed it the second day so we had a list of spots we went to hunt the second day the spot that i had picked to be our number one got picked first like first group that got called and we were the last group to get called but thankfully the second spot that i had picked no one else touched it um So we went in and hunted that spot. Second day, I got one thing. On the first
1: day, I embarrassed Derek and all his and his two buddies because we were like last pick, and they finally called his number, and I went (laughs) woo, like everyone else. Everyone everyone and Derek was like, "Shut up, man!" Everyone else in the check station (laughs) is just
3: like, "It's it's four o'clock in the morning. We're all tired. We just want to go hunt some ducks." Like a lot of these guys probably do this a lot, and Braden's over there just like this excited little kid on Christmas morning. I was fired up. Derek, Derek's
0: like he's not with us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gets you out to the truck. He's like, we don't do that here, son. Yeah, yeah. Well, everyone's in there. Act like, like you've been there before. Everyone's
3: Had in there and like all their gear that they wear under their waders and everything. Braid's wearing his Lululemon pants and all that. Oh, great! <laughs> not true, but I wouldn't be embarrassed. To wear <laughs> so we drive out to a spot on the second morning, and this spot, the way it works is you, you know, you, you there's a drop point, so you. Just, park your truck, whatever, get all your gear out, and it's really close to the blind, and then you hike all your gear in, and then after you get set up, you go back, take your truck, and you drive it, like, pretty far away, not super far, but pretty far away and park your truck somewhere else. So we kind of split the group. Um, Me and Bardo took the truck, and then we loaded (laughs) Quentin and Braden down with decoy bags and other stuff, and and it's, like I said, I mean, it's early, it's dark still, and I just kind of point it, and I'm like, walk that way, and you should hit a blind (laughs) eventually, and we'll come find you.
1: So and what had happened was yeah. So what what <laughs> happened, Braden? Tell us. Me and Quentin loaded up all of our stuff and start trekking the direction that Derek pointed, and so we're walking through. It's dry, it's dry, it's dry, and then it starts. You know, we start getting into water, and then we're going through like ba- a cornfield, and like corn stalks are basically like head level. And or, like, You're probably hit, thigh deep water at that point. Something like that. Need and a we're, thigh deep water. We're just kind of wading through, looking around in the pitch. Dark for a concealed stand. I was going to say, <laughs> this didn't. is
0: interesting to me that, like, it's like, go find this thing that the <laughs> birds can't see, but you should be able to see it in the dark, having never been here before. Well, well it's
1: on the map, but me and Quentin didn't have a map. So yeah. then we're like, we got our headlamps, and we're up like with looking being, around.
3: Me and you with hunts and no maps. Well, I'm going to let Brayden tell his side of the story, and then I'll tell how it worked out for me and Bart yeah, when I'm we gonna... got back. <laughs> <laughs> and we... I think you're going to find the problem very quickly here. Narrator voice,
0: it does not end well for Brayden. No, it wasn't that bad. <laughs>
1: It wasn't that bad. But we ended up like looking around and we like saw what we thought was kind of a rectangle in like the middle of the water, a ways away. And I was oh, like, God. That looks like our best bet, man. Like I didn't know if it was right or left and so we ended up seeing it. And, like, wading through, like, a cornfield, walking through, like, a row of corn, just, like, making the most noise possible, like... Which doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, but just, like, tearing stuff up, and finally we found it, and it went a lot easier for for Derek. Yeah, we drive down and park the truck and then throw our
3: waders on and walk all the way back down the road that we just drove back to. We get to the drop point sign, and, like, our blind bags and shotguns are still laying there. We weren't going to make them carry them for us. They had the decoy bags anyways, so we threw those on, and I'm like, all right, let's just... Go and we headed in the direction that I knew that the blind was in, waded into some water, hit the corn stalks, looked a little bit to my right, and saw a huge clearing. Walked right through that clearing, walked right up to the blind, and they were sitting there in the blind, like, Oh, hey, where, where'd you guys come from? Like,
1: no, right there. I was <laughs> standing there with my right headlamp, like doing Morse code at you guys. Did you oh not my see me?
2: gosh, I
1: didn't I see thought you. y'all. Were, you came right to the light, I thought you were just dialed in. I thought we were communicating. No, I didn't lights. see no Morse code or anything. I just <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> what
0: were you spelling with your
1: Morse?
3: Help. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we meet up with them, and we go out, and I'm looking at, like, okay, this is the direction that this blind face is. We have a northwest wind, which was really good that day and I think helped us out because I think it brought some new ducks into the area. Um and that's what you're hoping for in duck hunting. You're hoping for new ducks that aren't familiar with the area that you're hunting in. And they're not going to be as shy to your decoy spreads. I mean, it, we're late in the season. These birds have been shot at all the way from Canada to Texas. Mm. Um, but animals. but you get into an area that they haven't been into yet that year, and it's, it's all new to them, so they just don't know what's what yet. Um, again, we're close to the Ohio River in this spot, and we go out – set our decoys up I kind of made like a pocket way off on our right with the thought process being with the wind that we had the wind was going to be blowing basically right in our faces so the birds were going to be finishing and decoying in from behind us so I made this pocket to the right to close it off and hopefully the birds would just funnel right in front of us and we get set up in the blind everyone's getting shotguns loaded getting all their gear ready to go and it was probably 10 minutes before shooting light and we start hearing you know the sound that every duck hunter hears and loves and you know is always chasing like we start hearing the 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 whistle of the wings and the wings cutting through the wind and we're hearing you know drakes doing their drake whistles and
1: <laughs> yep Braden, Braden learned how to do a drake whistle yeah he, he just, has one duck call now <laughs> i just want to throw out there that we saw a lot more ducks second day and the difference between the first day and the second day was i had a drake whistle the yep. second day, so <laughs> i was calling him in so <laughs> 10 minutes before
3: we already got ducks circling over us and they're finishing and landing into the the pond that we're hunting and i'm like okay this is good like that's that's a really good sign when you got ducks hitting the water before shooting light like this is going to be good and i would say by the time shooting light hit we probably had nearly 30 ducks on the pond in this big flooded cornfield that we were hunting in and i don't know maybe a minute or two before shooting light i kind of like whispered down to the blind we kind of played a game of telephone real quick i was like hey i was like when shooting light hits we're not shooting yet granted most of these ducks were hitting and then they were swimming to the other side mm-hmm. and then they were going up into the corn yeah. i was like but when shooting light hits like i want more ducks to hit this hole before we start shooting i want this hole to start filling up with ducks and that way we got a lot of ducks looking and coming in and then, is it
0: to your benefit that there's other hunters close by are they flushing up ducks yep. so if you're and, trying to and catch and, their and ducks that that happened
3: also later yeah. that morning but so
2: wait do you shoot them on the water
3: you want to shoot them in the air ideally like when they're cupped up is the, is the phrase or whatever um that's when their wings are cupped down and their feet are down the landing gears are down mm-hmm. that's when they're going the slowest and that's when they're going to be the closest and it's like right when they're hitting the water
2: um you can retrieve like they don't just sink you can retrieve them
3: no i mean they float on the water when, okay. they're, when they're dead now uh, the thing ducks will do um if they're injured, sometimes they'll dive down into the water and they'll clamp onto something with their beaks and they'll just stay down there and die and you'll never find them. Oh. That does happen. Um, That's why... Like I tried to explain this to Brayden at one point too. I was like, "Hey, don't get upset. Like, if you shoot a duck and it's on the water, and we start shooting at your duck on the water, like we're not doing that to like upset you. Like we're doing <laughs> that to make sure that this duck, we don't lose this duck." Okay. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, duck hunting. It's not like don't that's get my. Upset. Yeah. <laughs> um, but duck hunting is like that's not my duck. You, you can't do that in duck hunting. You can't mm-hmm. be like that's my duck. I'm gonna. It, it's that is you know, a big difference. But like dove hunting. I'm like,
0: no nah, man, that was my dove. But waterfowl hunting, everybody's just shooting. Yeah. Like, it's
3: it's kind of chaos in some ways. Well, like, the first duck we shot, I mean, it was a group <laughs> effort. I think all of us hit that duck. But my buddy Quentin, who was on the left side of the blind, was the last one to put a round in it, and it went down. So, Bardo went out and retrieved it and came back, and he's like, I'm pretty sure this is Quentin's duck.
1: And I was like, cool, yeah, like... The group got a duck. Quentin's and, taking it home, but like we got a duck. Yeah. yeah, and he got he was the one that drew of the four of us. Yeah. And uh that was the first duck he had ever shot at, I mm-hmm. think, if, as well. Yeah. So me and him did the same thing. But the funny thing about that was, um, like the full story of that that duck, like getting shot and everything. Like we're all we're all four basically like sitting on a bench. Derek's on the far right, Quentin's on the far left, me and Bardo are in the middle. I'm next to Derek. And uh all these ducks are pouring in, like, like Derek's talking about. And we're just, you know, first light comes around. We're just sitting there, like, waiting for our chance. And these two ducks just come, like, zipping by. And they, like, Derek can tell they're going to kind of, like, circle around and then come from the right and then basically, like, fly right in front of us. I think it was a hen and a drake, yep. right? Mallard. And so Derek's like, get ready, get ready. And here they come. And he's like, shoot them. So we all stand up. You can only have three shells in your gun. There's four of us. We emptied all 12. Like, do 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 And then down this thing goes. Bardo gets up, runs over there. Two more shots. So, oh, God. 14, yeah, because he had to finish it on the water. <laughs> 14 <laughs> shots for one duck. That it is, was... Uh
3: we we, <laughs> we definitely could have gotten probably four to six ducks if we were better shots but that's duck hunting um. so
2: why didn't you why did you shoot the one I mean I know you just said it's better to get the ones that were landing but why didn't you like shoot the ones on the water like you could have gotten well you more? can
3: that's it's, and that's a thing in the duck hunting world it's, it's, it, people turn their nose up at shooting ducks on the water
2: oh okay
3: I honestly have nothing against it. I think every duck hunter, if they're honest with themselves, has done it. I'm sure I'm going to catch a lot of flack on this. There's going to be these big time duck hunters that are like, I would never do that. In my opinion, it's almost more ethical and we could get into this huge, long conversation about ethics. But there's a much less likelihood of wounding a duck that is on the water.
2: Hmm
0: yeah the the argument's just it's not as sporting like okay. that's the counter argument to yeah. what that's why it, it was the same thing with uh dove hunting is definitely not as uh i don't want to offend anybody but like pretentious as duck hunting like yeah. duck hunters you definitely get like derek's talking mm-hmm. about you get some people that are um a little i mean it's a big investment like it, it it's has its own little yeah mm-hmm. it, it's just like deer hunting it gets these bubbles of mm-hmm. of different you know or fly fishing is probably a good yeah. example yeah i mean but, anything you know you kind of start to get, to build up but it's just uh, it's just that they're not moving, and it's not considered as, like, fair.
3: My, uh, to me, getting the ducks to decoy is the hard part. So if you've thrown out a good enough decoy spread and your calling is good enough to where that duck is now confident enough that he's going to land on that water she, the duck is going to land on that body of water that mm-hmm. you're hunting, that's the harder part, in my opinion. Um, I mean, so- yeah, it takes,
0: like, even down to Braden's dumb hat. Like not doing that, having, knowing the wind, that's the thing that we're not talking about that if you're new and I've only waterfowl hunted a little bit, but the, these guys understand, like they're going to get in the spot. Imagine that where the wind, they know the wind so well that these birds are going to be landing in front of them. Hmm. It's not as easy as it sounds like setting up in the perfect position for, for the wind where these birds are coming at them is very like, to me, that's one of the most impressive things when you, you know, when I went up and waterfowl hunted with Mike, I couldn't believe the amount of discussion around the wind, arguing over the wind and what it was going to do. Well, my app, blah, 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 like sometimes 10 or 15 minutes of discussion just to decide which side we're going to set up on, you know?
3: Yeah. And that's like where we were, like they have these fixed blinds. You don't actually have to hunt from those blinds, but we didn't bring anything down to like really, make our own blinds in the field um so we were kind of confound like we we were stuck to hunting their blinds basically mm-hmm. and so you know i we would get out there in the morning i would say here's our win this is what we're doing that this is where i want to throw the decoys because this is where i think the ducks are going to come from i would ask bardo who's my buddy who's probably he's got about as much duck hunting experience as i do i'd be like here's my plan what do you think like yeah. i would always run it by him and then ask if he had something else that he wanted to add to it and then as brayden mentioned especially in the first day i mean it, it you throughout the day you're adjusting things based off what you're seeing the ducks are doing so that's the hard part in my opinion and then the other thing too is like a bunch of ducks come in and hit the water okay you shoot one on the water well guess what all those other ducks Mm -hmm. are going to start taking off now so every shot that you're taking after that is ducks flying away and then i also want to throw in the two ducks that we did kill that day both of them were on the wing like we didn't shoot those ducks on the water right Um, do you guys ever use the mojos yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we got two, so we, we have a Mojo and we have a Lucky Duck, but they're both spinner decoys, yeah. and, and we me and Bardo, can, I do a lot of my duck hunting with him, we joke, we, we've we named them, one is Mo, and the other one's Lucky, Yeah, and Mojo and Lucky Duck, but, so we were running both of those, both days. Um, are dove hunting those things are freaking money oh yeah like that with ducks too can be yeah can be sometimes they can scare the ducks it just
1: depends on how pressured they are and everything like that yeah i thought it was funny like we had ducks on the water and you have these these decoys that are sitting there spinning their wings or Mm -hmm. whatever and i asked Derek, i was like what are the ducks like sitting on the water looking at that thing think about it like it's like some sitting there just levitating just like yeah. right above like the surface of the water like how does that not spook them and He's I mean, like, animals
0: animals can get spooked by decoys though i mean i've seen oh yeah i i don't know enough about duck hunting because i haven't done it as much but like i've seen turkeys get spooked by decoys plenty like oh, plenty
1: sure. well that's a big part of his game of yeah. like hey i'm gonna go there's too many decoys out here or there's like too much action or whatever like that was what i think was
3: going on a lot with day one was we were hunting in a smaller area didn't have as much water we threw relatively small decoy spread compared to what some other guys will throw when they go out and hunt ducks there's there's also this mindset in duck hunting some people have like the idea that the more decoys the better no matter Mm. what and so i think we had 18 floaters that first morning on the water and by the time we came off of the water i think there was like six yeah like i pulled that many out trying and what was happening was ducks were coming they would look at us they would circle and then they would leave didn't like it and i I kept thinking to myself uh, i think it's because there's just too many decoys on the water and they don't see it you said you were hunting a smaller body too right yep and i think that they just didn't see an area that they liked to try to come down and land
0: so, uh got a couple minutes here left. I'm kinda curious. Uh just overall what what surprised you about duck hunting that you didn't expect?
1: Um man. Uh, Besides I, navigation, that's always yeah, your challenge. Oh I'm navigationally challenged. You were so, using I, Apple Maps, weren't yeah, you? Man, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I really found, like, the decoy setup to be really interesting, and then I thought, like, just, like, the calling in general. Like, I was sitting there listening to, like, Derek's cadence and, like, him cycling through different calls of, like, it's kind of like turkey hunting where he has, like, a box call, a diaphragm call, and a pot call. Like, they're all duck calls, but he can make, like, the the timber cutter Mm -hmm. is, like, significantly louder, and he can, like projected a lot farther out and then he's got ones that are more like a finesse kind of call that like sound more accurate when they're closer and just like understanding kind of like the language of the Mm -hmm. ducks a little bit of like this is why you drink whistle ducks are looking for friends and we're telling them hey friends we're down here come be our friends uh which is kind of sad we we agreed that that was a little (laughs) sad because a turkey you're shooting he's kind of like the big jerk jock chasing around all the chicks in the woods Ducks are just looking for homies, and you're like, hey, let's be friends. And then he comes out, and you just shoot him or shoot his girlfriend. Uh, I would also like to point out, though, real quick,
3: almost every call we're using these last two days is available at GoWild.com. There Shop you go. go <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hayes. Uh, yep, Hayes.calls is yeah. mostly what we were using. We used uh, a couple other ones here and there, but yeah. I have one that was a handmade turn call.
0: Yeah, so if you got a reward, yeah, you know yeah. all these buddies you're sharing with to get on that UTV giveaway. That's yeah. right. As yeah. you earn points, you could unlock a reward. So yeah. I'm just saying.
1: Yeah, and the, so
0: so you enjoyed it though?
1: I loved it, man. Yeah, and just I mean I always love like the element of like learning about the animal and stuff. And I had heard them talk about like one of the most obvious things to me was the cupping you keep hearing them like say cupping and like this is when you want to shoot them and like you can see pictures and stuff but like seeing it in person like you can yeah. see the colors of the duck like yeah. um and then the ones we shot the feathers on the wing like they're iridescent they change from like mm-hmm. green to purple to blue i mean they're just ducks are really pretty animals some of the most beautiful animals in nature in my opinion yeah especially yeah.
3: mallards it a wood duck is more pretty in my opinion prettier but
0: prettier than your possums
1: in different ways (laughs) they're all pretty in their own
0: way so um sounds fun yeah it was Uh, great glad you got to go Uh, me too one thing I wanted to throw out before we end the show here and uh, I hope you guys let us know how you like these longer shows we're changing the format a little bit Uh, we we normally had a hard cut off with the cameras but we've kind of talked and we're just gonna let it roll and so we get some clips to be able to share on the socials but uh, you know no point to force a short podcast I feel like we've done that sometimes so if you like that let us know Uh, I wanted to throw out something that I've talked to Jacob about Uh, go out as you figured out with the UTV giveaway has a camo pattern coming out. There's going to be a more formal announcement of that, uh, coming, but I think we're going to go ahead and launch these hoodies. Sweet. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. we're going to just go ahead. Like, I don't want to wait on that until we're ready to officially launch the camo. So we're just going to quietly, we're not going to play up the camo a ton, but we're going to launch those hoodies sooner. And I, a reason I'm bringing that up because I'm thinking the, the, the shot show when launched today, or is it even another week? No. So this is like two weeks down the road that this show's going to be Depending go live. on how we launch, uh, like if yeah. we want to do it as a bonus no. No, or if Wait. we want to do it as a Monday. I'll talk to we're... you about that. But the okay. reason I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that this show, by the time this is out, we'll have these live because um, I kind of want to launch them this week. And okay. this is the 23rd of January. Yeah. So um, I, we're going to be launching these. Uh, they're... they're the first hoodie we've had in forever, yeah. I mean, I, don't remember, I guess the last hoodie we had was those. The, the Red uh, Squatch, I think. No, I think it was the branded, uh, just coffee the Oak. simple. Oh, uh, it was oh, the, oh, yeah, bottom the, yeah, the bottom right. Oh Yeah, came in and proved all of us wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. So I that was that. years ago. Uh, we just, yeah. you know, hoodies, I will admit, are kind of my least favorite thing to to buy because they're the, like the boxes are just huge yeah. for very few products <laughs> Eric knows all about yeah. that hey, <laughs> Me and Jacob were moving around uh, yeah, you all on moved Friday a lot too, yeah. yeah we were uh, and Erica actually was in there uh, I overlooked. She did. She, uh, no one over, uh, oversees a project like Erica. <laughs> uh, mostly because we were just constrained for space. <laughs> like a, I ended up stopping too. Jacob moved a bunch of stuff without us because we just couldn't get to him from
3: help. We're looking down the hallway, like, yeah, good luck. We're stuck. Yeah, I mean, the other day when I was moving a bunch of boxes and then the dude shows up, he's like, hey, I got seven of 11 boxes. Yeah. I'm like, where are we going to put these? <laughs> yeah,
0: people People uh, don't understand how small our office is. Yeah. Uh, poor Dan has no office left nope. at this point, yeah, it's yeah, just he kept just inventory. Texting me He's so like, just
3: put it in my office. I'm like, I don't think you understand yeah, what your I mean, office looks yeah, like right now.
0: We've yeah. uh, <laughs> co- we converted our podcast studio into storage space at this point. Anyways, those are launching. Uh, a lot of you guys keep asking for hoodies. We got hoodies. They're freaking sweet. Yeah, um, very, Donovan yeah. Sears, the co-founder of Go Wild, who designs... Uh, a good portion of the things that Erica doesn't do. Uh, Donovan designed these and I love them. So yeah. uh, check out Shop Go Wild. I think we have a ta- uh, category just for Go Wild gear, right? That's probably mm-hmm. where those will live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We so, also have
3: these bill collector yeah. shirts. Oh, we do. Speaking duck of ducks, yeah. man, yep. I
0: forgot Some about reference. the bill collector shirt. Yep. So this thing is freaking sweet, too. One of my favorite shirts. Um, the the bill collector sticker came about and I think somebody's idea was to put like we gotta put this on a shirt yep. and so Donovan worked on this uh, it is the most Donovan vibe yeah. I love this yeah. guy like it's got it's it's got, it's like a skull with the the bones across uh, skull behind it but the feet kind of finish it out yep. and it's and a banded he's banded, he's banded. <laughs> uh, so I mean just a super what are the what are those shirts how much do they cost mm. you know
2: I think they're twenty wear yeah. yeah
0: so uh you know uh,
3: super soft not yeah they are there are normal uh the tri-blend type stuff right. that we always do if you wear one you automatically become a better duck hunter yeah Just throw i think that it's out true there.
2: Yeah. yeah we made them in partnership with federal too yep. so oh yeah the, that's
0: right that's part of the federal series so they have a yep. go out federal logo on the back um i should have worn my black cloud. i almost wore the black cloud uh sweatshirt today yeah 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 it would have been good yeah. um but yeah check those out too so we got some new swag hitting and yeah. i think there's even a uh, there's more swag that'll be coming. We've got, we've got more on order that'll be here soon. Yep. And go out camo. Heyo. All right. <laughs> uh, so today we have uh, Braden Ware, Erica Johnson, Derek Tolls, and Brad Luttrell. If you can log this on, plus hit post, uh, go to Log Time Outdoor Podcast. You'll find Uncensored there. And you can hit this show, tag us, let us know what you thought. And thanks for listening. See you. Bye. Bye. Bye.